Welcome to Novice to Master, a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs just like myself. My name's Greg Blake, and I invite you to celebrate in all of my successes, push through all of my failures. My goal here is to encourage and to inspire other people who are on the same journey in money making online. I'll share with you my knowledge everything that I gain and what I've got to offer to hopefully help you push through on your journey from novice to master. Uh, One of my mentors, Dan Kennedy, said, ultimately the business that can spend the most to acquire customer wins. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. I'm glad to have you all here today. Um, It's been a little bit since we really had an episode uh, at least touching on the dot com secrets with the holiday being on a Wednesday this year, which Merry Christmas. I hope everybody had a great one. Um, I hope you got a lot of time with your family and Santa Claus brought you cool stuff. Um, anyways, though, but because it fell on a Wednesday, it kind of threw off the schedule, which December itself has been weird to begin with. But because of the fact that there's been so much of a gap, I kind of wanted to take a few minutes and get with you guys and kind of refresh over what we've learned in the past few episodes before we move on to Monday's episode, which is going to be about the soap opera sequence. And actually I'm really excited to do that episode. Um, Time-wise, I'm not sure how much of it I'm going to get the whole sequence. Anyways, how much of it I'll get in one episode. So it's something that I'm really excited about. That was one of the parts I wanted to read the book so badly for was the soap opera sequence. And because of it, I actually, you'll hear a reference and talk about Andre uh, Chaperone, I think is his, how you pronounce his name which is where Russell Brunson learned about that sequence and started to teach it. But I got an opportunity to take his autoresponder madness and I kind of did right in because I'm, I'm sure you guys have caught on from the last few episodes before com secrets. Email marketing is kind of something I do a lot of and I actually enjoy. But anyways, I'm glad to, I'll be, I'm excited to get into that. It's going to be a good time. And I have a lot of really good notes to share with you guys. And I've done a lot of reading and research on email marketing in general. But yeah, I can't wait to get into that one. But before we moved on to that, I wanted to go back and just do a brief touch over everything, which we're going to run it through. And I'm going to make it fairly direct episode. So there's not going to be as much of an explanation of this stuff as I normally would do and have done in the past few this is just again you know just to refresh your memory so we're not going into it like starting over uh anyways though in the first section under secret one uh we learn to think about things as who who the person we really want to work with is and what the result we want to give them which I'm sure some of you probably remember, um, basically the benefit is what we're selling and that's what most people are buying anyways. Um, deciding who we're serving, what we're going to do for them, figuring out where they are and what bait we need 
to attract them is basically what is called the secret formula. So we have to start it all out, of course, by deciding who our dream client is, uh, meaning who we want to work with. And then we have to get kind of a detailed aspect of them, you know, down to every little detail we can. Uh, what are they like? What are, what are they hung up on in their business? Uh, what do they do? What do they hope? What are their achievements, their goals? Um, if you remember, I had said something about uh, in the book, Russell talks about actually searching these traits on Google and finding pictures for these people. And he did one female, one male. And that's actually what you've heard referred to on this podcast as the avatar, the customer avatar. That's basically what he did, um, which kind of helps you talk to him, which leads into the rest of this. But of course, once we've defined who they are, we need to know where are they, where can we find them, where they hang out and what interests them. Now, question number three, we got to decide what bait we're going to use to attract them, which we want to attract them and kind of force away the people we don't want, which we talked about uh, picking like a lead magnet that's going to make the person we want to work with go, oh man, I really want that. I got to have it. And somebody who we wouldn't want to work with won't have a clue what it is. So it's not going to be of interest to them anyways. Uh, but we also have to know what result we want to give them and what we want to help them with. Now, once we've decided all this, our next step in the process in secret number two is the value ladder. We, during this, you want to provide a value that creates trust and makes people want more of that value from you. So essentially what we're doing is we're building the steps which we're going to walk people through. And it's supposed to be logical steps, basically, um, where you go from your bait, which brings them in, to the next step, which is the front end of your value ladder, and then onto the middle, and then the back end. And the back end is really where the money is. Remember that. Um, but we're not going to go really into detail on this. I did a little more, you know, detail in the previous, but one of the other things I want you to kind of keep in mind is the fact that including continuity in your value ladder really actually helps you out in the long run. So once we've got our value ladder, we take it from a value ladder to a funnel. And basically the funnel serves two purposes, which is to provide value to each customer at a level they can afford and of course, make money and be profitable while identifying our dream customers. Because um, this, uh, the whole process just continues, as you'd say, verifying our dream customers and who they are and helping us select who out of the group is really our dream customer. Okay, now we have to figure out where our dream customers are and how we find them. Okay. Uh, that's really how 
we get them with the bait. I mean, you can't just place bait wherever and hope somebody stumbles on it. The point of this, which as you'll notice, as we go on through .com secrets is taking marketing to a scientific level, um, to where there's less experimentation and there's more well thought out, well tested methods, which is why so many people who've read this book have so much success in what they do online with their businesses or with the products they sell. It's crazy how many people have read. I mean, looking at his books, Tony Robbins wrote on the cover a comment for the book. Um, Dan Kennedy wrote the foreword. And if you look at the next book, which is Expert Secrets, Robert Kiyosaki wrote the foreword on that one. Uh, so it's just insane how many people have benefited from this book. Anyways, though, uh, now when we go back to the thought of how to find your dream customers, we want to know what our, who or what our target market is. Um, the way things are set up anymore on the internet, especially with like Facebook ads, uh, it really allows you to get down to basically a granular focus and it makes it so much easier to use people's interests to target them and get to directly, you know, what relates to our product or service. Um, and once you think about your target market is congregating sort of like how it was described as like, sort of like a church. Like, I mean, obviously everybody goes to the place of their belief or denomination and the same thing is true of people's interests, uh, forums, groups, uh, Facebook groups, keywords that are searched. All this pertains to finding your congregation. Once we find them, we have to figure out how we're going to get somebody to leave the congregation and come to our funnel and check things out, which is where curiosity comes into play. And the part that I want to point out the most out of this that you really need to remember is the inquirer interrupts, which is where you think about what your, your headlines and all of that in the same respect that you think about uh, like the national inquirer when you're standing in the grocery store line. But basically the idea is to grab attention, um, whether it be from like sort of like shock value or, not really. We don't want to use outlandish claims because we want to keep everything truthful, but being shaking, weird, unusual, we, just getting that attention away from whatever they're doing so that they'll come to look at what we've got to offer them, which rolls you into the, your role as the entrepreneur or business owner, which is to understand the stra this strategy and to put it into motion. I mean, you kind of outsource everything else. But mainly, we want to get these people in the from these groups into our traffic, which there are three types of traffic. This is secret number five we're touching back on. Um, the three types of traffic, which is traffic you control, traffic you don't control, and traffic you own. Um, traffic you control is the traffic that we can kind of aim to where we want them to go. Uh, you can send them through a link to your funnel, but basically you're kind of getting right in front of them to give them that to move them along. And a good example for this would be like uh, email ads such as Solos, which I use a good bit. 
especially for testing funnels. But pay-per-clicks and banner ads, you know, affiliate joint ventures, these are the sort of things that you would do to get these people onto a squeeze page and into your offer. There's also the traffic you don't control, which is what just kind of stumbles onto you, like stumbles onto your blog, or your social media, sort of like a friend of a friend who just happens to see something you've got. Basically, you're they're kind of like stumbling in by luck. Um, but either way, with both of these, what our goal is, is to turn them into traffic we own, which is traffic we can market to or advertise to anytime we want without having to pay for it. And that is essentially the best kind of traffic. So once we get these people onto our email lists or our Facebook groups, we have to know how to communicate with them. And for this, this is where the principle of the attractive character comes in. Now, the attractive character is the personality of the business or of yourself, but it's what you want people to bond with and grow an attachment to. Um, it's sort of like, you know, like Ronald McDonald's for McDonald's. But this is the personality you want people to like and follow so that they can build a trust with them and a rapport. And there's four elements to the attractive character, which is his backstory his or her but backstory which is essential to have a good backstory um and you want it to be relatable uh you don't want to seem untouchable but if people can relate with you or identify with you they will follow you and it needs to tie into your product somehow now the attractive character also speaks in parables or short stories. Um, they need to be relevant to the point and stick with you. They need to be memorable, but illustrate a point and teach. Um, then on top of which is the attractive character, you want to share your flaws. Nobody is attracted to a perfect person. Perfect people don't exist, and the idea of somebody being perfect just alienates others anyways. So we obviously, you know, you don't want to seem like you're perfect. Uh, so let them in on what's something you did that embarrasses you, your flaws. I mean, it makes you relatable. It makes you real. And that's what people want. Now, the attractive character also harnesses the power of polarity. And many people often worry about offending people to a point they stay neutral. And that is something you want to avoid. You don't want to be neutral because um, it creates fair weather followers. Now, what you want to do is stick by your guns and stand your ground. This is going to split off a lot of those fair weather followers, as I'd mentioned, but it's also going to create raving fans. And these are the people that are going to, they're going to follow you and they're going to buy what you recommend because they believe in you. That's important, especially in marketing. Uh, because I don't know if you guys have noticed that most people have a very low opinion and very low trust for marketers, but it's to be expected with some of what's been passed off. I mean, there isn't a point, I don't think there's ever a point you can look and not find at least one dishonest marketer. It's all over email. Uh, next point 
we have to move on to here is the identity of the attractive character, which you have to pick the correct one in order for you to really communicate efficiently with your audience. These identities are the leader who has a similar backstory and has already reached the goal. The adventurer or crusader, uh, somebody who's very curious and doesn't have all the answers, but they're on the journey and is bringing back what they find to share. Um, the reporter or the evangelist who basically they're doing interviews with people with the desired experience or results. And this is a great way to start out in a niche you don't know anything about. Uh, the reluctant hero is another, and he's the one who's shy and doesn't want the spotlight. Once you figure out who you are, that allows you really to kind of cement and create your attractive character. Um, if you're having problems creating your attractive character, it's actually in the book. It says that this is where you're missing, uh, where you're, where you're failing, I guess, rather you need to go back and look at the identity of them. And of course, in the way of talking about being in parables, there are storylines, um, six of them total, usually that the attractive characters' communications happen through, which is uh, an example of loss and redemption, where you've basically you've had everything and was on top of the world, everything was perfect, and then boom, something happened. Uh, you have to figure your way past that obstacle. And you talk about it being a blessing, and you got to go through whatever it was and learned some learned or received something. And now you're in an even better place. There's also the us versus them, which causes polarity. Uh, believe it or not, polarity is actually a good thing. Uh, like I said earlier, it really helps you identify who are your real fans and who are just there. Uh, another one is before and after story, which is a story of transformation. Um, Kind of like first I was broke, dirt poor, uh, living in a box under a bridge and then found this product. Now, wow, I'm living in a mansion in Beverly Hills. Um, you're taking them quickly and briefly through, you know, bad to good. Um, kind of like rags to riches, I guess you'd say. Uh, but this works in different niches. I mean, you can do it for weight loss with I was horribly morbidly obese. I couldn't stop eating and I found this product and boom, now I've, you know, now I've, I can't keep the women off of me, you know, something like that. It all depends on what your niche is. But the next one is amazing discovery. And these are the ones that are used for selling webinars and teleseminars. Uh, they help people believe the answer is there and it's finally achievable. There's also storytelling, which basically works along the ideas of I have a secret. And if you want it, this is what you have to do. Um, one of the biggest ones and the best ones, and if you actually look at anybody's funnel or sales page, you will see these, is the third person testimonials. That's where it where it's really at because they're extremely powerful and they're totally social proof. Um 
anytime you look at a funnel, dude, they're like everywhere. They're always down, either down to the bottom, off on the side or something, but it's always where people give their reviews and their experience as to, you know, what they've had happen to it. And one of the main reasons why these are so strong and so powerful is because of the fact it shows people that people just like them can do this. Um, it's, I don't know. It really reinforces the fact that what they found is truth. But anyways, uh, this extremely brief summary really catches us back up to where we were. And I just wanted to bring some of this back into mind for you. Uh, most of it's pretty fresh in mind. I've actually, during the break, I was reading back over some of it and some of my notes and as well as working on some of the notes for the autoresponder madness, uh, which I'm going to tie in with the soap opera series. I'll go a little more into that on Monday when I'm really sharing that with you. But like I said, I just wanted to take today and do at least a brief catch up episode since we missed one this week. And I had availability over the weekend, so I wanted to make sure I got this out for you guys. Anyways, um, hopefully by now you guys have all seen the YouTube channel. And if you haven't yet, I'll include a link. Go over and check it out. Show some support and some love for the podcast. You know, if you enjoy it and give us a subscribe there and hit that notification bell, maybe a couple likes, it'd be awesome. And if you didn't catch the interview with Lindsay that posted on Friday, I encourage you to do so because there's really not too many people who are actually Pinterest ads experts. And I'll be honest, she's the first one I actually met. So <laughs> it was it was a no brainer. She's she gave a lot of really good information and a lot of things to think about if you're looking towards Pinterest. Um, again, that was the interview with Lindsay Shearer. So hopefully you all caught that. And for a while now, at least the rest of the way through the dot-com secrets book, I think what I'm going to do is uh, start posting all of the interviews on Fridays on both YouTube and on the podcast regular. So check both out. Uh, if you prefer one over the other, that's awesome. Um, really, this is still going to be my main focus. So this is where I'm really going to be all the time. There's going to be additional content and more here than what there will be on YouTube. But YouTube is really just more of, I guess, allowing you guys to see the face that you listen to and maybe identify with some of the people that I'm interviewing. It's uh, really kind of become a part of novice to master um either way though hopefully you guys enjoy all of it and i look forward to doing next week's episodes and i can't wait to share with you the interview i did with dan jet which will be post on friday again both on youtube and here on the podcast so yeah, it's a good time. It was a long interview, but it was definitely worth it. Uh, Dan shared a lot about his journey, um, as well as kind of what you guys can do or apply in order to make that sort of success for yourself. And it was a real good time. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed doing all those interviews, man. Honestly, I've made some really good friends doing it. It's great. Also got some really good information and really good information to share with you guys. So anyways, I will talk to you guys next time.
I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoy recording it. If so, please give us a like, a follow, a review, and a few downloads if you're over at Apple. And of course, please share us with some of your friends. Any support like this is greatly appreciated and helps me out, lets me know that I'm doing a good job and that you're enjoying the content. Also, for more content, feel free to come over and join us over at our Facebook group. I'll put a link down in the description of the video. And we'll see you next time.